Welcome to F1 Reviews, a podcast where we rate and review each race in the F1 calendar. I am Doug Austin, along with my partner, Chris Costas. Hey, Chris, what's happening? Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. We just finished watching uh, uh, the uh, the first of two Austrian Grand Prix, eh? Yeah, it was... Uh, cool. Yeah, there, there's a lot to unpack with this one. There's a lot... <laughs> It was quite yeah. a race and a, a great way for F1 to, you know, be back on TV after, what, seven months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy long break, but I'm glad we, uh, we, were, we were able to uh, watch some, fi- finally watch some, some, some uh, cars on track. Right, we we made it through. No one got coronavirus, as far as or okay, maybe as far as we know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I'm glad gladly uh, we're all still here and able to watch F1 again, and I'm very glad for that. Um, did you want to take us through the uh, the qualifying order? Yeah, yeah. So we started off with the uh, the two Mercedes starting in uh, first and second, uh, Valtteri Bottas and uh, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, Verstappen came in third. Well, uh, Lando Lando was fourth. Albon was fifth. Uh, uh, we had Sergio Perez sixth. Leclerc seventh. Uh, Sainz eighth. Stroll was ninth. Ricardo was tenth. Uh, uh, Vettel didn't even make it out of Q two for the first. T- I, they said I think it was the first time um, in his entire time at Ferrari that he didn't make it out of Q two on merit. Like there was a couple of times where there was a car issue that prevented him from getting in from uh, putting in a time in like Q1 or Q2 yeah. but he's never been out qualified. Well, I mean, there's definitely the argument that you could say this was a car issue as Ferrari have been woefully off pace and right, I right. guess I guess had like the last three and a half months to do something about it but just uh, you know, they didn't. Um, well, but, to be it, fair, it, the factory was on, on pace down for coronavirus. So, you know, there were a lot of games yeah. that I guess other groups could make. Um, but is he is he getting a touch of that uh, that Kimi Raikkonen on his outs kind of just phoning it in or I don't know you know I don't know I thought he was he was moving his way through the field a little bit so I'll go uh, let me go through the rest of the qualifying order uh, yeah. we had Gasly twelfth Kvyat thirteenth Ocon was fourteenth Grosjean and Magnussen were both fifteenth and sixteenth uh, George fail. Russell seventeenth. Pretty good. He was uh, 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 in the lower midfield there. Then uh, uh, the the two Alfa Romeos, Giovinazzi and uh, um, Raikkonen, were nineteenth, and then uh, Latifi came in in last. But just kind of hanging on to the back, they weren't like a second behind. Yeah, the end. No, he was he was definitely on the pace with everyone else. I think. Um, yeah. But definitely good on George Russell. He was you know bringing the fight. Um, right. Right. Keeping Williams in it. You know, barely hanging on to the back of the midfield there. Now those were the qualifying results uh, 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 as of this morning, about an hour before the the or hour and a half before the race. There was a protest lodged uh, when Lewis didn't slow down during the um, the yellow flag when Botas went off. True. So he ended up getting a grid penalty, and he ended up start. Where did he end up starting again? So he he started fifth, I believe. He started fifth. Um, yeah. So which that bumped uh, Lando up to third and Albon up to fourth. Right yeah. now, what what I thought was interesting because I know that, that uh, while watching qualifying, Lewis was definitely still on a charge. Um, I thought that Botas had gone off earlier in the lap than I think he was behind Lewis. Was that correct? And no, so I Bota- don't know why Botas was had the first car down. out. Uh, um, he was he was the first one. So when he went off, uh, uh, Lewis ended up passing him. Like, he was not that far behind. I think he was close enough to be in a slipstream. 
Okay. So, I mean, we'd have to see a replay of the situation, but if he was that close to him, you know, what what was he going to do? Like, as soon as he saw him get out of shape, just bend his lap there, you know? Right, right. So. Well, so, uh, uh, Brundle brought up during the broadcast an interesting thing. If he di- if he didn't keep going, he would have ended up tenth because his uh, uh, all everybody else improved their times. So Lewis would have ended up qualifying tenth. So by going for it and ignoring the yellow flags, he ended up, even with the grid penalty, he still ended up doing himself a favor. Well, at least there's that. Um, right. I know this whole this whole weekend was uh, especially the race was um, kind of an uphill struggle for Hamilton. So. Um, unfortunately, it all started with qualifying there. I think, right, um, right. But yeah. So then, getting into the race. All right. Yeah. <laughs> the race. Um, yeah. R- straight off the bat, Bo- Botas just takes off and is like pretty much unchallenged almost the entire race. Um, right. Hamilton got close uh, for a bit, but never really made any kind of attack on him. So Botas. Started in pole, ran the whole race, bunch of uh, fastest laps, and ended up winning. Solid job by him, for sure. And really, the only reason that that Hamilton couldn't really mount a charge, he got, like you said, he did get pretty close. But they started having um, uh, issues with their what their gearbox. Um, yeah, so that that was actually one of the the funniest things is uh, you could hear them on the radio, both cars, um, and James was telling them, you know, to back off to make sure that they're not running over curbs or doing anything to upset the car because apparently that would mess up the uh, the gearbox. And right. to be honest, I think there's enough vibration and, uh, you know, chaos going on within the car just in its normal operation that some curbs, I don't know how much more that would dislodge something in the car. Um if it wasn't already just going to fall apart. So I was kind of surprised that the cars even made it to the end. Right. Well, yes. And especially the curbs in Austria, those are, I guess they're the, um, the craziest curbs out of, uh, any of the tracks in F1, right? Fortunately, it turned out not to be a problem for Lando Norris, who, uh, in his overtake on Sergio Perez, um, pretty much did what what I like to call the, the 50, 50 grind, of curb riding yeah. for for those of you listening, you know that know uh, Tony Hawk's pro skater, um, <laughs> but yeah, and a, 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 a pass that looked very much like uh, Charles uh, Max Verstappen's pass on Charles Leclerc uh, just last year. Right, right. Yeah, it was that, that that was definitely a really good overtake, and then he was able to get himself in position to uh, end up finishing on the podium, which he was pretty uh, pretty pumped about. So let's go through all the the DNFs there because there were there were plenty of them. <laughs> None of them due to contact uh, between drivers. It was mo- you know pretty much all uh, mechanical failures. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I don't remember what was. Uh, um, I know, yeah, I think Albon's may have had a little bit to do with his contact with with Lewis, potentially. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he didn't finish. Yeah. But yeah, all the rest of them, like you know, Kimmy didn't have his uh, uh, didn't have his wheel put on right. Max, what was it? Uh, electronic, right? Yeah, it's it sounded like the car just kind of cut out on him. And I, I know myself. Um, I mean, I'm not a fanboy. I'm I'm passionate as well. But um, 
you know, seeing his car slowing down after after running so hard in uh, second there. Um, I mean, he definitely had a podium, if not a win, available to him. But just to see the car oh, yeah. let him down like that, that was uh, pretty upsetting. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, then uh, Daniel Ricardo overheated. Lance Stroll had a. Um, yeah. Once uh, again, Ricardo really like I, anyone who's questioning him moving from Renault to McLaren at this point. Like he he's been just let down over and over and over by Renault engines. Yeah, yeah. During the, during the entire course of his career too. So not not just being in Renault, but uh, um, you know, even back to his especially that last year that he had at Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he pulled the uh, I don't know if you've seen Little Miss Sunshine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when he, his frustration just meet, meets its boiling point. Um, right. So. After Ricardo, we had uh, Stroll, who uh, yep. went out of the race as well. After he, honestly, I, I could not believe his performance during qualifying. He, you know, he was leading the times for a little while. He was, you know, running in the top five. I mean, oh yeah, and and, and he was Stroll. holding off. I, I think he was holding off Vettel pretty good too, wasn't he? Yeah, Lance Stroll. I couldn't believe this. Well, the thing is, he's he's won at other levels that he's been at too. Because and, and think about it, you know, he spent you know the first handful of years in F one with Williams, and and with uh, um, the Racing Point slash uh, um, uh, Force India. So, yeah, no, I mean he he's definitely a, a good driver. And if you go back through his uh, you know, lower formulas and karting days. Um, he, he's certainly not a bad driver by any means, um, but you know he, he's probably one of the last people on the grid that anyone would expect to be making waves up at the front like that. Right, right. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, a retirement from him. Um, next retirement we saw uh, was Kevin Magnuson, um, and probably should include uh, Grosjean in this, as it looked like they both. I would guess they had brake failures. Um, yeah. Yeah, just uh, Fourth of July weekend and America's F one team just not <laughs> not holding it together, um, especially after last year's debacle with uh, Rich Energy, um, right? Hiring right. Grosjean again. I mean, you know, there's some uh, <laughs> they may have some problems. Right, right. And then uh, uh, George Russell retires, triggers. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of consecutive safety cars. For a few of those retirements, those safety cars came in at opportune times in the race. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it looked like Mercedes, even with their gearbox problems, was going to just be able to walk away and not have any issues because they had, you know, over 10 seconds on the rest of the field. Yeah, they were, they were, they were, they were both, you know, 11. You know, at the time of this, that, that first safety car, I think there were 11 seconds ahead of Albon when he was in third. All that that free track disappears and they're under pressure again and they can't use the curbs on top of that. So, right. Right. Um, also I, I want to just mention really quick, um, all, all through this lockdown, uh, the, you know, the coronavirus lockdown, um, every, everyone I work with and every, all my friends, everyone I know has been wearing masks, you know, the masks yeah. over, um, and I've seen face shields advertised, but I'm thinking who's wearing yeah. those dorky face shields. <laughs> Total Wolf is wearing them face shields. Right, right. And, you know, honestly, if it's good enough for the lead, the, uh, you know, team principal for Mercedes F1, 
I might be wearing one of those uh, this week at work too. Yeah, they're nice. You can actually see people's faces through those. I was, uh, uh, I was thinking about picking up one myself. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll be the trendsetters and bring those into into vogue, as they say, <laughs> among right. the F1 fans. <laughs> um, and then, uh, let's see, so, um, yeah, George Russell, uh, you know, he, he unfortunately didn't finish, which, to me, again, broke my heart. I was watching him slowly climbing the, the ladder, and I think he was up to 11th or 12th, actually, and you, you know, just a few positions off of points. And uh, right. if the car had only made it, then, you know, Williams, you know, again, Williams almost getting yeah. points in this race. I know that's a, that's a, that's a big step for them. Even though they, even though Russell didn't finish, they should be proud of how far they've come, uh, over this off season or how many other teams failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, they, like, they moved the summer shutdown up a little bit too. So teams were actually not allowed to do car development for a certain amount of time during the lockdown as well. And, I mean, we could see how that affected. I mean, at least yeah. um, pretty much every team on the grid had at least one car um, have some kind of mechanical failure that took them out of the race. Right. Yeah, spe- speaking of uh, uh, mechanical failure, failures, so as soon as, soon as that safety car period clearing Russell's car uh, um, ended, Raikkonen's front tire falls off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <that> w- <laughs> um, which uh, I, I got to say, I was very impressed by Raikkonen to drive that car with only three wheels on it and just kind of safely park it out of the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but as the tire's coming off, I, you notice how it's kind of up on a 45-degree angle. To me, it looks like when one of the characters in the movie Cars is waving at people with its little wheel up in the air. <laughs> as if to say, yeah, yeah. bye, guys, we're done. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> right, right. Um. Yeah, so again, that's too bad for Raikkonen because he didn't have a great qualifying either. Um, and and, and I, I honestly think if it, if it wasn't for that second safety car right in a row like that, I think that battle at the end would have even been more intense. Because it, w- it would have been at least three more laps of, you know, Leclerc and, and uh, Norris catching up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they fell off a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. But then... Uh, and I got to get to the elephant in the room. The thing that just, to me, was the biggest gut punch of the entire race, which um, really reminded me of the Brazilian Grand Prix, is uh, coming back from that safety car. Albon takes the chance, takes a, a pit stop, goes for the soft tires. Mercedes, they want to stay out and hold on to anything they've got, you know, and they're on the right. hards. So. You knew it was a matter of time. Albin on fresh, soft tires, and he's able to attack Hamilton. With about 10 to go, the whole first half of that lap, he is all over Hamilton. There is no question that Albin's going to be getting by Hamilton. And, I mean, I'm sure some people would call it, you know, uh, you know the, the experience factor for Hamilton versus Albin, but Albin was ahead of Hamilton, Hamilton oh, yeah, should have sure. known that he was on soft tires, and it was gonna happen eventually. And he just he didn't leave him any space. And right, right, you know. And and here we are. It's in, Interlagos all over again. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I can't. It it's gonna be a tumultuous relationship between those two. I, I'll say that. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. I, I I don't know. I mean, we ju- literally just finished the race, so maybe. 
you know, Albin and Hamilton will be able to talk and figure out how do we not keep doing this. But right, um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think this one is was as egregious as uh, Brazil last year, because uh, um, I think b- because of the lack of traction, because of Hamilton being on not only older tires but hard tires, uh, um, that that played into that a bit too. Because it did look like he kind of slid over into him, as opposed to purposefully not giving him enough space, trying to squeeze him off. You know. You know, I, I figure like, like ultimately, it, it, you know, s- similar to, to you know when 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 uh, uh, Charles, wh- who did he punt off last year at, in Japan in the first corner or second corner? Matt, it, when when Charles and Max came together in, uh, yeah, in turn two in Japan last year, it was the same thing. Like you know, Char- Charles slid into him. It wasn't a purposeful thing, but at the same time, you have to have control of your car. You can't be putting yourself in a position to do that, especially when you know right. there's somebody alongside of you. But at the same time, that was that was a, the start of a race, and they were in traffic, a bunch of other people around him. At this point, this was just Hamilton and Albon. And, right. And Hamilton's fighting a losing battle. And true, yeah. Albon had 10 laps to get something done that he could have done in half a lap. But yeah. But still, when, you know, if, if someone else is ahead of you and you take them out it doesn't it doesn't reflect well on you and uh just just to see hamil or uh, alvin get dumped by hamilton again right you know it's uh i i just feel, i feel so bad for alvin again i felt bad the first time and i feel worse this time um, yeah and and especially because you know at the red bull ring M- max had already had an issue and all of red bull was you know, had their uh, shoulders on Albon. Right, right. You know, Hamilton he's, you know, just though, he's gonna get too his. hard. He's going to get his, especially because they're racing again in the same place next week, and the fact that both Mercedes finished means they can't cha- they can't change their gearbox, so they're going to have the same problems. Especially if the weather is I didn't as hot actually as realize that was the The curves case. are going to be the same. All of that's going to be the same, so it's going to set up next week to be really interesting. So does that mean that all the cars that didn't have mechanical failures this time around are probably going to next time? Uh, so Alvin will have uh, some I'm, kind that, of issue, or they're or they're going to have to tread very carefully too. Yeah, that, that'll be an interesting race. I'm not sure how they're going to. You know, obviously this has never been done before, so I'm looking forward to it for sure. So with that contact with Lewis and um, Albon, that actually gives Lewis a five second penalty. And in doing so, it set up a really interesting finish to the race. So even though Valtteri uh, uh, Botas and Lewis Hamilton finished first and second, with that five-second penalty, that knocked Hamilton down uh, uh, to fourth place, promoting uh, Leclerc up to second and Lando Norris to his first podium. Which I and let, me, let me tell you, my wife and I, we both had tears in our eyes when, when we saw that gap at four, what, 4.8 seconds. Are you crying? I'm not crying. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that that was... Uh, well, because before that happened, um, I had heard the announcers talking and saying, well, how about if Botas were to let Hamilton through, um, let Botas kind of play rear gunner, let Hamilton get as much space ahead as he can, and that right. way, you know, M- Mercedes could still potentially get a 1-2 finish. And yeah, I was, and yeah. I was like I, I started getting angry, <laughs> just thinking of the scenario where I'm like you know I don't want to see that, 
I want to see these guys actually racing. But you got to admit, from a strategy point of view, if they were to have done that, that would you know that would have changed the whole outcome of the race. Right. Right. Yeah, because because as long as Botas stays within five seconds, which he could have easily done, um, easily, yeah, Botas still gets the win. But uh, but that would have also brought up the question: What is it, what's with Austria and team orders? <laughs> you know, I think it just it happens to turn out that way, and I'm not sure why that would be. Um, I mean, for good on Mercedes that they didn't do team orders. Right. Um, you know, I'm not sure what kind of stake teams have in creating a quality race for the fans or you know is it better to just get points and get on with the championship whatever it may be this year um, right right you know i i personally kind of get the sense that this year's championship is i don't want to say a farce that's probably not the right word but you know <laughs> it, it's not going to be a full normally fought championship you know whatever happens at the end is going to have a little that little asterisk saying you know coronavirus ruined half the season so you don't really know what you're gonna get um, right right and, and and every every point matters as a matter of fact you know in, in thinking about that too you know with the with the gearbox issues that uh, uh lewis and valtteri had if this was a normal season they probably would have just retired both cars so that way they could change the gearbox for the next race because that's the rule is that if your car doesn't finish you get a free you get a free gearbox change out of it and the fact that they both finished the race means they have to keep using that same gearbox. Yeah, that's true. Um, although I think, uh, especially running one two, you really don't want to have to take your cars out of yeah, the race unless you have. That's to. very true too. And you know, w- with the way uh, qualifying worked out, you know, I think they're both talented enough drivers, and the Mercedes is definitely a quick enough car that even if they take a grid penalty over seventy-one laps, they're going to make their way back up to the front. Yeah, right, they were incredibly yeah, that's very, that's very true. Fortunately, again, you know, like we said, Botas had a, a killer race. Just didn't put a foot wrong the whole race long, and drove a perfect race basically. So good on yeah. him. Congratulations. Um, you know, as you said, with Lewis Hamilton's uh, penalty, that brings uh, Charles Leclerc up to second. Great finish for Ferrari, um, a car that Vettel was quoted as saying it was undrivable. Somehow Leclerc yeah. managed it. Well, even even the Claire on the radio at the end too was saying uh, something to the effect of that was a really difficult race to drive, and he was really shocked at the result he was able to get. Right, you know, and and good for him. I mean, I yeah, I would think at this point Ferrari is definitely tailoring their car more to Charles Leclerc's driving style, and I don't know how yeah. different Leclerc and Vettel uh, how their styles are, but uh, yeah, even with something that's undrivable. Leclerc made pretty good use of it, so yeah, you know, good on him. Um, again, Norris, how awesome was that? That 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 was that made all the other crap that happened in the race, you know, that that made it all worth it for me. That 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 gave me the the, the smiley, warm and fuzzies at the end. Absolutely. Um, and then on top of that, to have uh, a Mercedes, a Ferrari, and a McLaren all on the podium, you know, right? It's just those names alone you it seems realistic but when you think about it to have more than you know three different teams all on the podium um, yeah that's fantastic that's great to see again um so then so knocking down lewis to fourth place uh uh, carlos also uh, carlos Sainz, you know got himself up to fifth so that's that's nothing to shake a stick at 
Right. Um, yeah, he, he drove a great race. Um, there was that uh, little incident between uh, Signs and Vettel, which at first I was thinking is just, how perfect is this? Uh, the guy who's taking your job makes you spin again. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was all Vettel's doing. True. But yeah. As, and, and that's talking as somebody who um, is is a is a Vettel fan to to, to you know that's that was that was completely Vettel's doing. Yeah, I, I don't want anyone to get the impression that I'm not a Vettel fan. I think he's he's obviously an excellent driver to make it to Formula One. Even you know even Latifi, you know, and who is still very unproven. If, if you get up to Formula One or really even GP two or any series, you got to be a really good driver. So Vettel, right. especially with. All the championships, say what you want about him, but he is an excellent driver, absolutely. Um, but yeah. it's you know it's either just the way Ferrari's been designing the car, or how Vettel sets his brake bias or something. But it's like anytime he gets near another car, it just goes into the spin mode. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> spin cycle. <laughs> yeah, spin cycle. That's what I was looking for. Right. Yeah. So again, too bad for. Uh, for Vettel, but Signs uh, drove a great race. Um, my my heart was in my throat watching Signs and and Norris, the teammates racing just wheel to wheel for like oh yeah, what was it like two I, or that, three that, laps that scared right me a next bit too. to each other. And then so another and there was another penalty t- uh, towards the end too. Sergio Perez got a five second penalty for uh, speeding in the pit lane, I so saw, that knocked yeah. him down to sixth. Who Perez again in the. Uh, it's not a force India. It's a racing point. Um, you know, he also great qualifying, very strong in the race, really aggressive too. Yeah, he would. He, I think he would have. If I'm looking at, if I'm uh, reading this timesheet correctly, uh, um, with that, actually no, with that penalty, he probably still would not have finished ahead of Carlos Sainz. I think because I, th- I think Sainz had already passed him at that point, right? Yeah, um, we got the timing sheet here, and yeah, it looks like. Really, whether he got the penalty or not, he was pretty much locked into sixth place, which is yeah still great um, for Perez and Racing Point. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, right behind him, Pierre Gasly in seventh. Yeah, in Alpha Tauri. Tauri. Yeah, they, I, I, I feel I, like I they think kept, they were saying Tauri. Tauri. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, I feel like they said it a bunch of different ways, or my brain understood it a bunch of different ways. But right. no, no one said Toro Rosso. I was surprised on that. I really thought that. I know. People, I know. You know. Yeah, this one. This one's. Uh, you know, I've, I've I've gotten used to this one much more quickly than I than I've gotten used to Racing Point. I think it was saying Force India almost all of last year. But then again, so was Kimi Raikkonen. So. <laughs> and next we've got Esteban Ocon. I was so excited for him to return, um, even if even if there was that scuffle with. Uh, Verstappen at uh, oh, Interlagos yeah. a few years ago. I, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a fanboy. I'm just very passionate about Verstappen as well as Ocon. And seeing them tangle then got me uh, very, very conflicted. Uh, right, right. But yeah, seeing Ocon, um, he didn't really make too bi- too much waves. To be honest, um, right. He was pretty quiet throughout the race. I feel like, but. You know, yeah, he was kind of he was just kind of hanging out by himself for the most part. I mean, he brought home an eighth place finish, and that's points. Yeah. So, you know how bad is you know, right, it's right, not bad. And then Giovinazzi got some got some points today. You know, 
I'm I'm normally not a big fan of Giovinazzi. I mean, at least the last couple of years, he didn't really do much other than beat the Williams. But uh, this race, he was looking pretty aggressive. He he led yeah. Raikkonen, you know, he beat Raikkonen in qualifying, and mm-hmm. for pretty much the whole race, he was ahead of Raikkonen for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah normally, Raikkonen can, you know, get around him and he's gone. He just, but uh, yeah, Giovinazzi definitely held his own this race and. Ninth place for it is a good reward, I think. Yeah. And then Seb uh, uh, ended up working, after the spin, ends up working his way back up to 10th. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, once again, I don't want to say this is a routine kind of race for Sebastian Vettel, but let's face it, it he's had was. a lot of races where he'll spin off or have some kind of issue and then spend the rest of the race fighting back and doing pretty well at it, but... Right. You just think if he could just keep it on the straight and narrow, you know, he, he'd either be at Ferrari or maybe another team next year. Yeah, he, see, he seems to, uh, um, especially last year and, you know, looking the same this year uh, after one race, he gets more aggressive than he should when he doesn't need to. Um, and then when he needs to be aggressive, he doesn't get there. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I mean, I, I feel like he he, he ends up... Um, now I, I personally get the sense that there's a lot of pressure at Ferrari in general as a company and right. to perform. And I know, and I know he wants to perform because he's got, you know, his championships at Red Bull to back him up. And obviously he's a good driver, so he knows he can do it. Um, right, right, right. But then, uh, there's, there's so much pressure. The car is never really to his liking. You know, like we said, it's probably geared more for Leclerc and he has, uh, you know, so so much of an issue, uh, being able to make the most out of the car, and I feel like you know, if if he if he had, he would have been fighting for a top three, I'm sure. Oh yeah, but yeah, he he sure. kind of self sabotages every race, and I I kind of get the the feeling that during the lockdown, at some point he was like looking around and looking like, wow, I feel like so much happier in my life. It's like oh, because I'm not <laughs> at work. You know, so yeah, yeah. Just, it it seems, you know, like it's probably. To, to me, I think it's probably a toxic place, you know, once you're in in the team, you know. Right. the outside, it looks like a lot of fun. You know, the Tifosi is all really supportive. But in mm-hmm. the team, I think it's one of those where, you know, it's a little more stick than carrot, so to speak. And then rounding out the finishers, Nicholas Latifi. Who expected 11? that? His first F1 race almost getting points for Williams. Right, right. Now, that I mean... To be fair, the, 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 the it's, 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 it's be, being that he was last place of the finishers, it's hard to tell, it, you know, did he really finish 11th place or, you know, if more cars finished, would he have still been last? I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing I'm thinking with like Vettel getting, you know, you know, you know, getting a point, you know, if more cars up the order finish, like, you know, Albon, for example, doesn't get, doesn't get hit by Lewis. That puts you know Vettel at you know in eleventh place. That puts Latifi at in twelfth, right? True. Uh, um, I don't. Yeah, uh, Lance Stroll w- would have finished in the points, knocking them farther down. Uh, I think Ricardo would have finished in the points. Verstappen sh- for sure would have finished in the points. So it's yeah. like what what of those cars that are in the you know especially like you know eight through eight through eleventh, where would they have finished if those other vehicle if those if those other drivers would have finished as well? Yeah, I think that's kind of been the the big asterisk over all of Williams' positive performance. You know, uh, this 
year and last. Um, right. Is, you know, they are kind of, they're not really making positions purely on race pace, um, but more just, you know, just finishing races. And at yeah, least last yeah. year, at least for the first half of the year, they finished every race, which, you know, when, when you That's, consider, And that says a lot. Right, exactly. If you can have, you know, you have a durable car, it, it's easier to, to learn from each race and make smaller mm-hmm. improvements to step forward rather than, uh, like Haas, for example, where their drivers are taking each other out or, you know, <laughs> right. are having big failures along the way. Um, you know, yeah. you can't learn anything and apply that to the next race. Um, mm-hmm. And especially being in a race where uh, they're going to be doing the same exact configuration next week. Other than weather conditions, you know, they can yeah. take what they've learned from Latifi, apply it to George Russell's car, mm-hmm. and have a you know having a similar outcome. I could see Russell making it to the points. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, La- yeah. Latifi still got to get some experience, and I think uh, um, his finish might have been more based on his lack of experience. Um, as opposed to the car, because Russell was able to, you know, we were talking about qualifying earlier. He was able to qualify ahead of the um, the uh, um, Alfa Romeos. Yeah, which I'm not sure what that says about Alfa, but right, right. <laughs> again, good on Russell that he's, you know, he's definitely. I'm sure he's making the absolute most of that Williams car. Um, I'm not sure how much of the esports you got into during the lockdown, but um, he was absolutely dominant. Um, you know, in those games, so for sure, for sure, he he's definitely a good driver. He's young. He's got a lot more time in the sport if other teams are willing to pick up on him. And I think yeah. for the time being, you know, he's Williams' greatest asset. All right, so we've we've gone through the finishing finishing order. Are there any other incidents or moves that you want to comment on? Uh, I don't think so. All right. Well, let's 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 give this race our uh, uh, our rating. So uh, I'll let you go first, Chris. What do you what out of five stars? What would you give this? You know, insanity, excitement, all from you know from the time the lights. Yeah. You know, there was some lulls. It's to be expected. It's not a knock on Formula One. Um, I know it it had when uh, Albon got knocked off the track by Hamilton. Yeah. When I jumped up, I had to walk around the living room and just yell and swear for a little bit. I had to watch the rest of the race. But uh, right. overall, yeah, a very exciting race. And, uh, you know, I'd say easily four and a half. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and you mentioned lulls. Like, every, you know, every, even, uh, um, you know, I, I would consider Brazil last year a five out of five, right? And even then, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, you know, you know, wire to wire excitement, 
but um, it had enough exciting, at least for me, it had enough excitement in it to for me to give it a five out of five. Yeah, um, I, I remember Brazil, the middle part being, pretty, you know, pretty uh, kind of a parade. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like when it, whenever you throw you know one or two safety cars in a race. And it, it bunches that field up, and it and it creates all sorts of you know fun and chaos. There's very there's very rarely um, uh, uh, when a you know when a safety car ends. There's very rarely a race where it just kind of you know just kind of just goes on. Um, and and this is another example of that. Um, with again with the mechanical issues that uh, Mercedes were having, it you know bunching the field back up made it made that finish a lot more exciting. It gave Albon a chance to try to get by. Uh, um, it gave, it, it just, it gave so many things a chance to happen. True. Um, yeah, I'll agree. The, the safety cars, um, the frequency that they were peppered in, I mean, I'm, I'm not suggesting anything was manufactured, but you know, oh, right. just that frequency was perfect just to kind of, so that the, the race didn't get too much of a wall. Um, you know, that being said, um, the, uh, the mechanical issues that we keep talking about with Mercedes, I didn't. I saw a little bit of a change in their driving style, but it didn't seem like it slowed them down at all. And, you know, who, who's to say that they were throwing out another dummy? You know? That, that's, that's very true, yeah. Because they, they looked absolutely dominant for almost the entire race, other than claiming that the transmissions were having issues, which, again, with the car, the way the car, you know, bounces around a lot, because even if you're not hitting curves, there's still bumps in the track, and um, you know, yeah. heavy braking and acceleration and a lot of stresses on the car that oh, yeah. it probably would I can't imagine what kind of gearbox failure you wouldn't want to drive over first. But <laughs> if there's someone out there who can educate me on it, I'm always. So that concludes our first episode of F1 Reviews. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. We'll try to get these up um, the day after each race. So you look on the Monday after every race for a new episode of F1 Reviews. So thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.